Hello world, this is Better Tech, a podcast where we chat with some of the most successful leaders about the latest industry developments. So join us as we explore the world reliant on tech. So Natalie, uh, welcome to our uh, podcast show. On, uh, Thank you for having me. It's good to have you over here. And uh, we at Better Tech try to uh, uh, work with uh, C-level people and, and up executives like you to, to talk about newer topics for our listeners. And it's great to have you over here. So it will be helpful if you can uh, talk a little bit about yourself, uh, about your experience so that our listeners understand whom, whom they're listening to. Sure. Thank you for having me. So... Yes, I've worked in technology since the late 90s. Really, uh, back then, digital was about helping companies to utilize digital channels such as web and, you know, in some cases, mobile and SMS to create new business opportunities and to serve their customers. And um, I've spent more than 20 years now in, in telco and telecommunications. Um, mainly, you know, I spent a lot of time in British Telecom, a lot of time in Vodafone Group and, and more recently in Huawei. Uh, leading transformation programs with digital disruption at their core. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, we can get into what that means in a while, but really helping them create new digital services and capabilities, helping them automate and centralize things. Uh, and most recently, while I was at Huawei, I worked with a lot of the customers and partners to formulate digital transformation strategy for a number of those companies, uh, which is really a radical change for most organizations and needs to be led from the top down. So that's been really a, a snapshot of what so it seems like seems like we are in for a treat because you seem to have a lot of experience in, in that particular area so for us i mean uh, we've been hearing this digital transformation as a buzzword for quite some time now but uh, still digital transformation can mean a few things to a few different people so what do you really in your terms what is what is really a digital transformation and uh, for a layman what it should be so like you said, Omer, so it's digital transformation can mean a lot of things. And I think it's become a little bit of a bucket uh, that, uh, you know, a lot of things are thrown into. Uh, it has multiple meanings depending on who you're talking to and what the company needs are. Um, but most companies need some sort of digital transformation. Uh, and this can mean, you know, overhauling your customer experience to serve your customers better and, and automate and use your data in a better way. Uh, or it can mean um, recreating your ability to deploy new products and digital services like IoT, like streaming and other opportunities that are coming up now through technology. Um, and some other companies are looking at digitalizing their operations and re-engineering all their processes. Um, and, and it can be all those three and it can be a combination. But really, to me, it's about radically changing the way um, you sell and serve you sell to and serve customers by transforming your company, your operation, your culture, your technology using digital. Mm -hmm. And the focus is really to enable your business to identify and react to the market in an effective and efficient manner. So, so let's assume I, 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 as an organization, raise my hand today and ask you that I want to be digitally transformed even though I'm doing a lot of things digitally. What do you feel, where should I start? What could be the key components of a digital transformation that needs to be in place for an org to, to, to start on this journey? Yeah, um, that's a really good question. So I think 
Um, in order to be in place, you need to uh, start to, to create a situation where you're recognizing your customer needs. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, you, you're able to offer relevant products and services. You know, you change towards offering those in a timely manner. Uh, it's about, um, you know, having, gathering everything uh, and gathering your customer information and creating a consolidate, consolidated customer view. Um, you know, there, most companies are ill, ill-prepared for fast innovation, um, so you need to create a program around that. Um, and any transformation when you're creating such a radical change within a company, it needs to be led from the top down. Mm-hmm. So you need to have real buy-in from your CEO, from your executive layer. You need to be able to communicate to your employees and, and motivate them in a good mm-hmm. manner. Um, and actually create that commitment uh, long term, uh, you know, and the, give them the tools to be able to carry out that transformation and to, you know, change the processes, change the way that you're working, change the culture within the company. So we do understand that in a digital transformation or digitally transformed organization, everyone needs to be on board. But within the company, who you feel owns this uh, digital transformation? I mean, CIOs own the IT, the CMOs own the marketing. Who owns the digital transformation? Um, the CEO owns the digital transformation. So the CEO. And all the, so the CEO owns it and, and really needs to create the, um, the platform within which to, to drive it and to you know, uh, keep the company on track. It's mm-hmm. a holistic change. Mm-hmm. Everything changes from the top to the bottom. So really, um, I say the CEO owns it. It needs to be something that on a daily or weekly basis, the exco are involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they create that commitment downwards and the motivation with the employees in order to um, you know, get them to involved. Um, so. CEO drives it, but it's owned by every single person that works in the company. Everyone that's, you know, and it depends on how you, what kind of change you're making, depending on your customer needs, uh, on your company needs rather. But, you know, every single employee that is part of a changed process, every single employee that does something that impacts your end customer and your products needs to have ownership uh, and feel personally involved in that transformation. There's no other way to do it. Otherwise, you don't change, you don't really change the company and you don't make a step change in terms of, you know, you don't prepare for the future in a, in a good so, way. So CEOs are typically focused on the growth of the company and, and navigating them through tough times as well as uh, in the time of opportunities, really, for really accelerating the growth. So in terms of digital transformation, it needs to bring certain opportunities to the company that so to excite CEOs to to be fully vested with it. So what kind of opportunities in your opinion, a digital transformation journey can bring to an organization that can really make everyone excited? Well, you know, when we look at, you know, there's a lot of transformation, a lot of opportunities to different companies. Um, when we look at telco, if we want to be very specific, you know, it's the ability to react very quickly to a changing market. 5G is coming. Um, that opens up a whole lot of opportunities. The industry is changing rapidly. So actually the ability to grab opportunities, create new products in a very fast manner and create revenue and operate in a much more efficient manner, um, that's the thing that you know a CEO will be interested in. 
mm. you know, traditional companies and, and, you know, you see a lot of telcos fall into this trap. They have their product set. They're used to managing that product set. You know, phone lines have been around for, you know, many, many years and actually are really slow to the market in terms of reacting to the opportunities that things like mobile networks, 5G, you know, new spectrum and all of, you know, cloud and other um, such technologies create. Um, so really for a CEO, I think it's the ability to create much more revenue by, by creating a new product set that, that's interesting to your customers, expanding your customer base, being able to retain those customers in a better way. So, so as I see, and we'll come to that. So, as I see, as telcos could be the really be the end customers of a digital transformation, and they're also, in my opinion, are the means to a digital transformation in other organizations. I mean, they bring that kind of infrastructure that other orgs can use, really use to accelerate their digital uh, transformation program. Do you kind of agree to this statement, or you feel uh, I'm a little off over here? Uh, I do agree with it in the sense that, um, you know, a lot of companies that offer digital products mm -hmm. uh, will leverage the networks in order to deliver those digital products. And telcos need to be prepared to offer the services that support those, those products that are being offered on the market. Um, it's not always the case. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, uh, telcos aren't involved in every single kind of digital service that's out there necessarily. Uh, you know, we have companies like Google and Amazon that are, you know, very big players in terms of offering these digital services. Um, but telcos are obviously on the networks so and manage the networks. And when you're on the move and you're using your mobile phone, when you're, you've got an app that you're, you want to use, you know, that's going to go over your mobile network. So it's an over-the-top type service that you're using. So... Um, in terms of leveraging networks, um, the telcos play a big game in, you know, a big part of, of enabling you to access those services in terms of networks. But um, we can't forget as well that that's not the only use and telcos really want to move away from just doing that. You know, they want to be able to provide some of these services themselves, some of these auxiliary yep. services, some of these apps themselves. So it's a two... Um, from providing voice things. to becoming a pipe for these Amazon and Google of the world, I see telcos are now trying to provide some of these digital transformation services themselves. And I guess that's where they're kind of provider of these services as well, not just the end customers for these services. It depends on what you mean by digital transformation again. Okay. So... Uh, a telco, you know, when a company does a digital transformation, uh, it's a holistic change that they do and they, um, you know, they need to switch out their software, they need to change their processes, they need to do a number of things. Telcos providing, I think, the services in terms of helping digital transformation, I think there's a disconnect there, you know. Uh, they will provide the services that enable a company to deliver new products to the market. That's mm -hmm. not necessarily a digital transformation. That's okay. utilizing and monetizing the opportunities that things like 5G gives you. Right. So it's a different thing to monetize 5G and the spectrum, and it's a different thing to do a digital transformation. I don't think that telcos necessarily want to get into the game of helping other companies do digital transformation, but they definitely want to get into the game of helping companies provide digital services. Do you see what right. I mean? 
Sure, sure. No, 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 I, I think you're absolutely right over there. So, so we were talking about digital transformation. Now let's uh, uh, be coming to a specific sector like telcos where your expertise are in terms of digital transformation. So, I mean, in your time at telcos, how you have seen telcos getting transformed into digital, uh, as, a digital trans, uh, as a digital organization? I mean, where the telcos are in this age of digital transformation, it's, they're just at the beginning, the mid-age, towards the end of life. Where, where the telcos are today? It's a good question. I think uh, it's it's a mixed bag, and it depends on the telco, and it depends on the size of the telco, and what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think a lot of them are really not leveraging the opportunities uh, well enough. That uh, you know, transforming that they're not leveraging digital in an effective enough manner. Uh, we see that on a day-to-day basis in terms of how they handle us as customers and how do they handle consumers, if you know what I mean. You know, you don't have a consistent um, customer experience when you engage with a telco uh, and um, you don't have the volume of products that you could have, you know, so they're not taking the opportunities to actually, um, they're not fast enough to the market yet. So mm-hmm. I think actually when we look at your big colossal telcos, um, they're not transforming as fast as they would like to. Um, and so I would say we're still um, maybe very early on in terms of the potential that digital transformation offers. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I touched on before, I think there's still disparate knowledge in terms of the customer. There's no big data. There's no analytics that really leverages the information that telcos have about their customers. And there's a lot of information there. Um, your customer experience isn't consistent. Um, like I said, the products aren't deployed. Products coming to market are, is not a fast enough process. Uh, and actually, the, mark, the company being able to react and create new processes around new products and innovate is not a fast enough. And there's so right now, you feel telcos, uh, digital transformation efforts are largely uh, focused on creating probably um, uh, multi-channel, omni-channel kind of experiences versus leveraging a lot of data and all that. So, I mean, where the right now the efforts are focused in terms of telcos? I think there's maybe a lack of focus still mm-hmm. uh, in terms of, um, you know, creating a streamlined uh, program that, that um, addresses all of these issues. Mm-hmm. Regarding omni-channel, um, that needs to be part of any digital transformation. And um, unless you bring together your customer-facing processes and your channels um, then you won't be able to actually retain your customers and you won't be able to deploy new products to market in, in a good way. So, um, and you know the, the story, you know, you, you go online, you try to do something, you don't succeed, and then you call the call center, you go to the shop and they have no idea what you've done. Right. And you have to explain yourself again and they don't, they struggle to authenticate you. And, you know, really bringing together your channels and doing omni-channel um, should be, something that, that, you know, you should be able to do something online and then you go into the store and they can, they know who you are the minute you've walked in, they do a very light authentication with you and then they're able to see that you've tried to do something online and they guide you through the process and help you complete right. that transaction. Um, so omnichannel is a critical part of digital transformation because companies, uh, large traditional companies that have a lot of channels don't do it well. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I don't, think that necessarily most companies are focusing on that yet. I think 
there's too much going on and it's become a little bit difficult to create a program that addresses everything. And, and, you know, that's where good management, you know, good ownership at the top level and being able to break down your issues into bite-sized pieces and having, I guess we are are now moving into the territory of where, where is the challenge, where the challenge lies uh, in creating this digital transformation. So I just wanted to structure that question. So where do you feel the challenge lies? Is it just the inertia of a big organization? Telcos are big and they just cannot do it. I mean, they just cannot switch a button and like a startup and, and start doing something else. Or is this not a focus, not enough desire? Or they don't see enough value? Hmm. Um, I think, I definitely don't think it's it's not seeing the value. I think the value uh, is good and maybe there's a lack of communication between the departments and up to the highest level in terms of the the how big the value is in terms of doing something like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I actually think it's lack of organization. Okay. It's lack of organization and bringing people together uh, and bringing people together with the right knowledge um, and giving them the freedom to become disruptive and to create that kind of change uh, within a company. You know, often is that, is you that have to engineer of organi- all of your processes. Sorry? Is that lag of organization because of too much organization there? Because, uh, I mean, it's a paradoxical question because they're too organized and people are working too much within certain boundaries. So the kind of digital or omnichannel disruption you're looking for, it requires a lot of collaboration at various ends and some key stakeholders uh, being on part of it. But when there is a lot of boxes uh, in a large organization, I mean, too much of an organization, uh, that's where uh, they struggle to, to, to do this digital transformation. Is that the case? Uh, yeah, I think it depends on how you come at it. So how do you mean a lot of boxes? So, I mean, so I work with uh, telcos and with my company in, in many, many areas. Uh, I mean, we develop software, so, we, so we, work, we have worked with them in many areas. And I've seen that if you're talking to a marketing, you're talking to marketing. And, and, and to do some certain things, you need a support from maybe a networks department or some other departments. And they don't talk to each other. I mean, and, and there's a yes. layer of bureaucracy that you have to navigate to make things happen. Yeah. So, so that, I mean... Uh, I mean, that just, uh, I, I would say that is too much organization. I mean, uh, people do not, uh, people are not agile enough to think that this is an important initiative and I need to do that. They need an approval, who needs another approval and who needs another approval. And, and, the, mm-hmm. and the initiative gets lost. So to me, it feels like there is too much organization rather than less organization. So bureaucracy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of bureaucracy. In order to, I think, I've seen two ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it, uh, companies go about it the wrong way when they're expecting that people will create a transformation as part of their day-to-day job. Mm-hmm. You can't get people that have BAU things that they need to do and keep the company running and in parallel also do a transformation and be part of Scrum uh, and you know be part of the innovation process because you're asking people to do too many things. I think one of the good ways I've seen it done is to create a completely diff- separate program Mm-hmm. where you've got, you, you know, take people out of certain departments and get them to work together. And it's their full-time job. They have the knowledge of the existing processes. They have the knowledge of how the company works and how the customers, uh, what the customer needs are. And they come together in order to create a completely new uh, organization uh, and operation and processes 
Um, and actually they're able to innovate in a much better way because you give them the time to do that. And they actually start talking to each other, which has a massive impact on how you restructure the company after. It's very similar to when you put the same team doing production support and new developments. It never works out for, for companies. I mean, because there is some fire that you need to put out and at the same time you have to develop something new. So, I mean, I, exactly. I, I can sense it because... You need people to have a focused time thinking like that and while not being worried about their day-to-day operations. So, yeah, I can agree with that. So, so back to your example, if you've got somebody from sales and you've got someone from product management and you've got somebody from procurement and they're all sitting in a room together, you know, and somebody who does operations and they're all sitting in a room together, they're able to make decisions in a much more rapid manner and create much more radical change and identify the information that they need to give to each other in order to work in a better manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's where I guess uh, when you st- uh, stated in the beginning that CEO needs to take the ownership of that. So if if you are creating a group, that group needs to be empowered, and I think that re- really needs to come from the top to make to create an empowered group that can that can move the company in this in this in this direction. I guess yeah, that's right. So I mean, so if you are hypothetically a CEO of a telco, what is the yeah. first digital transformation initiative would you take? at your org. The first transformation initiative. I think the first thing I would do is set up a um, factory mm-hmm. type thing. And this is not a development factory or a technology factory, but a factory that takes a few processes and changes them and creates the modules, the building blocks in order to create the new process. and create a new product and see how that functions, um, you know, and tweak that and actually deploy it and see how successful it is. I would actually do uh, create a, a small organization and team that's able to deploy and change things in a rapid manner and make decisions on what works and what doesn't work very quickly. So you would um, typically because, go through a model of creating a hypothesis, thinking about results and then implementing a process and see if the results are Married up to your initial expectations and then yes. keep on evolving. And use that learning into the next cycle, taking the next process, changing that, and actually in parallel, maybe creating new products as well. I think, um, you know, the innovation and the production cycle in terms of creating new change needs to go together. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you need to be able to know what works very early on. Otherwise, you end up doing a massive transformation with things that potentially and processes that don't work together. So actually, you need to test things out as you go along and see the value coming out of things. And that gives people a lot of personal reward as well. It keeps people motivated. And if, if, if they are hitting certain business objectives, which they can see, they'll keep on doing it. I mean, you cannot just do digital transformation for the sake of transformation. It has to eventually yes. with, with something. And it breeds innovation. It breeds innovation and it actually starts to create a culture change within the company, which enables employees to experiment more and not fear um, failure as much. So, you know, we talk a lot about this fail fast thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't think companies emotionally <laughs> are ready for it sometimes, you know, and actually you need to ease a company into that culture and that mindset to say, actually, we need to be able to do things and find out whether they work or not. And it's okay to say, I've invested a bit of money in this and it doesn't work. And I'm very happily going to focus my time and energy on these other things that work very well and leave that behind. But does that really happen? 
I mean, do people not yet. I think I've seen some good examples of it. I've seen some good examples of it in small pockets, you know, uh, and I will mention one of the companies where I have seen some good examples of it in Vodafone, for example, and working with Huawei and with some of the companies that they've worked with, I've seen some companies do very well at this. Um, but it's something that needs to then, you need to bring more and more people into that process. And that's how you change the complete culture of the company, you know, and, you know, you need to actually start to, spread that out in terms of how that process works uh, and the innovation and the and the experimentation that, that people go through and the ability for them to say, I don't think this works and I think this will work a lot better um, and let's change direction and empowering people to be able to do that needs to so, spread um, across the company. The customer question, I guess the COVID has really, I mean, hit upon the need for digital transformation and companies to have... Uh, uh, omni-channel experiences, or right now there's a single channel, which is an online channel, but you have now so many channels within the online channel that, that you need to create a singular experience. So I, you, you feel that the COVID has kind of uh, um, underscored the need for, for digital transformation and has accelerated the process as we are trying to move out of it. Uh, yes. So um, I think COVID has actually created a lot of opportunities for digital companies. Um, and, you know, there's a lot more focus on people working remotely. Mm-hmm. That offers a lot of opportunities. You know, companies need to be looking into how they can reach customers uh, and consumers at their home, you know, at their premises or wherever they are, whether it's physically or via, you know, online. Um, in terms of the services that they provide. I think that um, part of digital transformation is the ability to enable your employees to also work remotely. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, COVID has made that a really big deal. And uh, cloud plays a really big role in that as well. Um, Because, you know, a lot of employees and a lot of companies functioned in the way that you had to go into the office in order to access the information that you need. And there's no other way to do it. And actually, you know, we've seen a really big shift to cloud services uh, and the companies trying to enable their their employees to work from home. There's a big opportunity there, um, you know, in terms of the services that uh, companies provide and telcos provide, especially in terms of supporting those companies. Um, and apart from that, there's a lot of IoT and other types of opportunities that arise from people being around their home environment a lot more. And I don't think that's leveraged enough. I, know, I, can, I, can, of- I can personally also vouch for that because we are, yeah. we are a professional services software development company. And while uh, the world was getting hit with COVID, we were getting really an um, uptick in the kind of uh, requirements that we were getting in terms of our services, because now everyone really needs to get digitally transformed. They need to make sure that people can work from home and so on and so forth. So, yeah, so I, I guess COVID has kind of accelerated that. How about this AI machine? So learning? Out of curiosity, just on what you're saying, so what kind of jump did you see and what kind of change did you see in the behavior, um, you know, people engaging with your company? So, so, so there are a couple of things that I have seen, actually. One is that initially when the COVID kind of uh, started, everybody frozen. I was talking, I'm talking about like Feb, March kind of a time. And, uh, everything was kind of frozen, no, nothing new. And right now, I mean, we, we kind of uh, doubled in the last uh, two or three months because there's so much work coming in. Some people, as you said, 
now people are realizing that this can this thing can come again and their processes as you have just said they are not online you have to come to an office to to access that process so a lot of cloud migration is happening a lot mm-hmm. of processes that were requiring paper or whatnot or face-to-face meeting, they are now getting digitized. So organizations are digitizing their data, digitizing their processes, moving them to the cloud. So they are they can work as a distributed organization. And that's where that's where we're seeing the uptake of services. So as I said, digitization of processes, digitization of workflows, digitization of any data. Now, when you digitize that data, it brings another important opportunity into the play, which is where this all AI machine learning thing comes in because machine learning thing needs a lot of data. And the more data that you have in a digital format, uh, the better machine can learn out of it. So that was my question to you as well, that you, do you see this AI machine learning thing can help, is helping digital transformation, this automation is really helping this digital transformation journey? Or you think that it's, it's right now a buzzword and it's a little, too far ahead in the lane where they can start really start impacting digital transformation. I think digital transformation can aid in the adoption of AI, um, of artificial intelligence and machine learning. And I think there's potential in machine learning in terms of how you uh, approach and and, uh, interact with your customers and the kind of products that you offer to them. Uh, And, uh, you know, machine to machine and generally IoT um, can offer so much information uh, that it can radically change the way that consumers behave uh, and how they live their day-to-day lives. Um, so there's a lot of untapped potential there. For now, for now, IoT and all this thing, they are generating a lot of data. And uh, mm-hmm. telcos are essentially helping companies like us uh, move their data from point A to point B. So if there is an edge based computing system and uh, it's generating a lot of data. Now, that data needs to be coming to certain s- central server where we can companies like us can process it. And I guess that's where telcos are becoming very important for us. But I see, <clears throat> I really see in terms of my customers, I mean, uh, they, are, they are now just going at a very top speed in automating their processes. And in the process, as I said, they are generating a lot of data, which is, which feeds into machine learning AI, and, and these processes are now uh, getting automated with the help of this machine learning as well. So, yeah, uh, this is this is what we have seen. So, so where do so you actually think? you're automating in an automated manner? You're using machine learning in order to automate processes automatically. It's actually suggesting your automated process through your learning. Is that true? So. I guess machine learn machine learning is somewhere. It's not yet there. I mean, in terms of uh, figuring out automatically what it needs to automate, but but in certain specific conditions, <clears throat> it is doing that. So what you've just described then would be able to accelerate digital transformation in a very good way. If you're able to monitor processes, whether they're machine processes or as long as you've got digital data, like you said before. If you're able to monitor processes in that way, and then you're able to automatically make suggestions on how to um, improve those processes and automate them, then that would accelerate your the boring part, maybe, of your digital transformation. And when I talk about the boring part, it's the re-engineering of your processes. So, so what, what, what I've seen really is that you need digital transformation to really do something with AI and machine learning. I mean, AI is, is there for like, past 60, 70 years. And why it's getting so much uh, hype right now is because the organizations have over the last decade or two, they are becoming more and more digital, which means they have more and more data. 
now this data gets fed, uh, the machine learning gets fed on this kind of data. And then based on that data, it creates certain stuff, which get then uh, feeds back into the original digital transformation. So it's kind of a cyclic in nature, that one thing is actually promoting other, and then which is promoting back the digital transformation. So, so that's what, mm. I've, what, I, what I observe. Yeah, and almost digital transformation becomes a new way of life. So you will not stop innovating and you won't stop that cycle of improvement. Um, the program won't necessarily stop. It will just become a BAU way of working um, in terms of your constant improvement and uh, constant monitoring of the market to make sure that you're relevant. So, so I guess, I mean, at the, at the end of every uh, framework, uh, the last step is always a continuous improvement step. So mm. I think this is, this is also getting there where you are constantly getting a feedback, constantly improving, get a new set of feedback, try to narrow down your statistical limits, try to improve further and so on and so forth. So yeah, so in terms of- uh, Actually yeah. being able to, the complete change in mindset is actually using your data and having the tools in place to be able to create intelligence from that data that you have in order to create that continuous improvement. And companies don't work that way at the moment. Yeah, and, Very and the biggest challenge, biggest challenge that I've seen is generally because it's it's and as you said it's it's a kind of investment that you first need to put in and you have to change the organizational culture to be ready for that so that kind of investment that and that kind of a push if it comes in only then you start to seeing some results uh, somewhere down the road and then once you start seeing that result then the belief starts kicking in and then it, mm. it accelerates the process but you need mm. to you need to have uh, a bit of faith that this process is going to work yeah. And that's really the end point, you know, and in order to get to that end point where you're doing that in a very effective and good way, all of the culture and the, and the underlying process and the technology uh, and the operations need to have changed within a company in order to adopt that in a good manner. So you have to, that's the thing, the digital transformation is like, is your vehicle in order to be able to adopt that new model of yes. using big data and, and that new AI. model that new model will then transform your digital transformation because it will tell you what you need to get to even get better on that so anyway mm -hmm. uh, i think that's 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 a discussion that that requires maybe an entire broadcast on itself yes, <laughs> yes <laughs> very interesting as well yeah so where do you feel i mean uh, uh, in terms of digital transformation i think you think there are any new frontiers that uh, as companies we will be reaching in the next few years, maybe three, five years, a decade, uh, what, where, where we are heading. And then I'll, we'll just wrap this up. Yeah, I think we're heading towards, um, and I would like to see us go towards a, a companies and not just telcos, but generally companies that handle their um, customers in a completely different way, um, have a completely new mindset in terms of how they engage with their customers using every single potential customer touch point that they can possibly use because your phone and your, you know, your laptop are not the only way and your, you know, are not the only way to engage a customer. You could engage a customer via the screen on their coffee machine if you wanted to, you know, and actually I think that's, um, we're very early in that journey. So um, and I would like to see companies innovating continuously. I'd like to see technology be pushed in a lot, much faster way than it is currently. So what, what, what I see as a kind of framework that you are telling us is that customer experience is the focal point. So you think about the customer experience and 
to to create that kind of a customer experience you actually can come back and find out the component components of the digital transformation that are required to create that kind of a customer experience so i mean one framework could be is you can really build bottom up you can keep on digitally transforming your organization and build customer experience on top of that or you can go top down where you figure out this is a kind of experience i really want to give to my customer and what do i need to really create in 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 terms of my digital organization to reach that kind of experience uh, i mean both 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 things can be done i i guess the older organization the bigger organization they'll take the bottoms up approach and the newer one probably take the top down approach i actually slightly disagree with that in that if you do a bottom up approach you don't get uh, the benefits fast enough uh, to actually retain keep interest in the program okay. you need to do uh, slices i think you need to slice all the way from the top to the bottom and find things that you're able to do in a slice uh, and but obviously there's a bit of infrastructure that you need to change but actually you are able to slice even if you're sticking some bits together with sticky tape you know actually being able to demonstrate a complete change in terms of a process and a product that you're deploying to a customer and complete change in how you're handling that customer from the top to the bottom that's um you know compared to what you were doing before that's the thing that will keep the interest and will keep people wanting you know want to keep going in that in that transformation experience and keep doing it with all the other products and keep creating new products um you know otherwise if you're going bottom up then it's just a something that's infrastructure it's in the background and and not enough people are understanding how that is creating benefit for the company so i guess you and i can can go on and on talking about this and yeah. i'm i'm really enjoying this conversation now but uh, some my team somewhere is pinging me saying that you guys are like 30 40 minutes and let's keep the podcast one episode <laughs> confined to something <laughs> like 30 minutes so i'll just i'll just leave it over here and i guess this discussion is taking good shape maybe we can uh, get together for second or third episode for this and take this conversation forward or on a specific topic but it was great having you with me on this uh, podcast natalie and i i really enjoyed our conversation over here me too thank you for having me and yeah i'd be happy to have a follow up discussion um on any of these topics i think there's a lot to talk about sure thanks for listening to vetetech we look forward to bringing you the latest industry news in our next episode in the meantime check out our other episodes at texel.com/podcast and be sure to subscribe to our youtube channel so that you never miss an episode